Welcome to Ask. We got some challenging and very timely question about Halloween this week. So you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Ask, everyone. I'm Pastor Jamie at Cornerstone Church. If you have a question, you know, about faith or the Bible or life in general or whatever you got, we want you to ask it. So go to cornerstonebv.org and you just hit the media page. There's a drop down. You put it in your question. You can leave your name. You don't have to. But hey, we need your questions to make the show great. So don't forget that. All right, let's get to it. So first question, why do you celebrate Halloween when it is a day to celebrate all things opposing God? So when I saw this question uh, and the way it's phrased, I assume you are meaning me personally. So I do apologize if that's not the intent, but you put the pronoun you. Um, so since I'm not sure, I'm gonna answer this in two ways, right? So first, I'll answer my general thoughts about Halloween and Christianity, um, at least briefly, and then I'll give you my personal approach to it, okay? So hopefully that, that covers the, the question. Um, so there's a lot to the discussion on Halloween, and I actually did a three-part uh, Ask series uh, a few years ago. We brought a guest in, um, and we went into several topics of the issue uh, of that issue of Halloween. So I'll try to keep it brief here, but let me know if you'd like me to do that again someday, because there's a lot of different things that you can certainly explore and a lot of questions people have. Anyway, the origin of Halloween is a bit murky. Most believe it comes from All Hallows Eve, which is on the eve of October 31st. Um, and this is way back when Christians had vigils, festivals, and even sometimes church services, and, and it specifically focused on remembering saints, martyrs, other departed loved ones. Um, others believe that it started as a pagan holiday, non-Christian, uh, especially popular as Celtic festivals. Uh, and, and what, the church, what they, the church did is they sought to replace it, right, with their own holiday, um, All Hallows' Eve. So if that's true though, it's a lot like Christmas and Easter. Those were old pagan holidays that the church sought to replace. But they, in doing that, kept some of the original aspects to it, you know, like trees, lights, presents, Easter egg hunts, etc. So whatever you might believe about the origin of Halloween, to say that, quote, it celebrates everything that is opposed to God, in my opinion, is misleading. Of course, there are definitely, when you look at it, practices that are, that are prevalent at Halloween that are not something uh, a Christian should do, right? And usually those practices, not always, but usually they involve the form of divination, right? Divination is uh, any practice that seeks to contact a spirit being, especially the dead. And this is really dangerous. All you need to do is see my current occult series. You can go on our website, cornerstonebv.org, little plug, um, and, and I'll tell you all about that, why it's dangerous. It makes sense that on a holiday that centers on honoring the dead, that contacting them through time and, and years to become a practice that should be avoided. But this is a, this is a practice should be avoided at all costs. There's other uh, things that, that I think over the years people have adopted on Halloween that are also wrong. Practice of witchcraft or uh, magic, spiritism, these kinds of things. Um, and, and these are things we absolutely should not partake in and are not, God has warned us and warned us. Again, see the occult series. However, uh, w would one say that children dressing up as their favorite superhero and going to neighbors to have some candy, uh, all the while having a great time on their street with neighbors, which just doesn't happen anymore the way it should. Would we say that's against God? Is going to a party where you dress up as something fun and play party games and laugh is a lot with friends, is that opposing to God? Is decorating your home with fun and festive decorations like pumpkins, scarecrows, is that opposing God? 
Now, as I asked that, some would argue that despite the harmlessness in, in some of these activities, the holiday itself has pagan roots or pagan influences, and, and some others, maybe not you, but some others do wrong things associated with Halloween, and because of that, we shouldn't celebrate it at all, even an inkling of it. And you absolutely have a right to feel this way, but be careful, if this is you, of how you then celebrate Christmas and Easter, if you're gonna be consistent. Because if you do baskets, flowers, eggs, Christmas lights, gift uh, receiving and giving, you might be partaking in something that has pagan roots. They're harmless activities, but it has pagan roots. So if some aspects of Halloween are fine uh, and even fun and others are not, how should someone approach the holiday? Well, as I've already stated, never actively pr uh, practice the occult, right? Anything that's actively doing that you shouldn't do. Other than that, if you feel like um, it's a stumbling block to you and others, then you shouldn't do it. If not, you have the freedom to go ahead. Like Paul said in Romans 14, who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One, verse five in, in chapter 14, one person esteems one day is better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. I know this is a lot, but this is what Paul wrote. While the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord. And he gives uh, thanks to God, right? So this verse, I'll go on in a second. This is saying we have freedom in certain things that aren't clearly outlined in the Bible, right? For, verse seven, for none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether Paul writes, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord, both of the dead and of the living. So verse 10, why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. As for me personally, that's Jamie now, we're done with Paul, uh, uh, kind of looking at the question, if that's what you're asking, what do I celebrate? I have not largely celebrated Halloween. Uh, I did, when they were younger, let my kids uh, go trick-or-treating, um, and we carved pumpkins, uh, but not usually anything scary, with the possible exception of when my son dressed up like a zombie as he got a little bit older. Other than that, it was usually nothing, nothing too scary. Um, I usually go to one party a year, it's mainly because my wife drags me. No, I have fun with it, uh, with friends. And people dress up and we play party games. Last year, my favorite costume someone wore was they dressed up like the COVID virus and the vaccine, a husband and wife, right? Um, in our house, we have minimal decorations. We do have some, but they're pretty minimal and they're not really scary and they're certainly not occultic uh, decorations. And I fully confess to something. I love to go to attractions that scare you. These are not places that actual occult practices are happening. What you do is you pay some money, you walk through some amazing artistic renderings, depending on the place, of scary scenes, and actors are paid to scare you. And I love it, and one of the reasons I love it is because I go with friends, and we have a great time. We talk, we laugh, and we just have fun, because quite frankly, a lot of my world is very serious and not very amusing at all. Um, so. It's possible when you think about what Paul wrote, maybe I will find out someday that I took it a little bit too far. But right now my conscience does not bother me as I do not oppose God and I would never ever ever celebrate something that did. 
Um, and if you look at my occult series, and I did a sermon series on it, I am a pastor and a, person, a Christian who takes very seriously to not participate in that stuff. So thank you for that awesome question. I hope that helps. If you have more details you want to provide or talk about or concerns, please submit them as I love to exchange ideas on topics like this. Okay, second question. Not as long, I promise. Last week, you spoke briefly uh, about if Christians are forbidden to use marijuana. What if a Christian has a medical marijuana prescription? Can he or she use it without being judged as sinful? So thanks again for the, for the question. Um, I do believe I briefly mentioned it last week, but you could have easily missed it and I understand. And so I'm happy to do so again. If a medical professional, um, like a doctor or a physician assistant, nurse practitioner, diagnose someone who can write prescriptions, right? They diagnose you with a condition where cannabis can help and it's regulated, then I think you absolutely should consider it. Um, as long as it's the doses that they prescribe, right? They're the doctor. In many circumstances, it could be far less dangerous than any prescription drug. So, hey, do I believe marijuana along with other drugs, medications are sometimes overused and overprescribed? Personally, I do in some cases. However, I wanna be clear, I am not a doctor. And there are definitely instances when these things are needed to help you in a broken world that's full of anxiety, depression, and hurts. And we let the medical professionals um, make those decisions and we focus more on the spiritual and emotional health, right? Lastly, should be quick, what is your favorite Bible story? And I get this a lot, and this is how I like to answer. Like Tom Brady answered when asked about his favorite Super Bowl, the next one, all right? And I don't mean the next Bible story like, there will be new passages written, right? But what I mean is the one I'll, I, I, I'll read tomorrow will most likely hold something that I find really impactful. That, that's one of the many reasons the Christian should never stop reading his or her Bible. It, it's a constant discovery of awesome revelation from God to us. How many times uh, had I read in the past the story of Elijah and then one day I read it in the part where he runs from God and he's sitting under the trees filled with exhaustion, grief, despair. He's making excuses. He's over kind of blowing his situation. It struck me so hard because that's me sometimes, right? The story didn't change. The truth didn't change, but what I needed from it did, right? Or uh, one day a few years ago, I was reading Luke 7 and I came across the passage where Jesus raised the widow's son to life. I had read that passage many times and was familiar with it, but it really stood out to me this time. And since then, I've used it many times at funerals when I hadn't before, because I think of this story, it conveys a lot of things, but one of the biggest things for me is Jesus' great compassion for the grieving, right? And, and so I've used it. So I, it's always the next one for me. Uh, really thought-provoking questions, keep them coming. Hopefully we will see you uh, this weekend at one of our gatherings, Saturday at five. It's a great one to come to, Sunday at 9 or 11. Bring your family, bring your friends. Um, I would love to meet you if I never have. Um, hey, also, be sure to subscribe to our podcasts uh, and get all of our great content at Cornerstone BV Media. All right, we'll see you soon.